everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm here with Scott. Hey, everybody. And Gabe. Hello again. Three of us have been doing some quick taste, and we're knocking them out here, and we have one that we're really excited about, and Scott's going to let you know which one we're going to do today. Yeah. It's one that we've done before in a different version, and we're so fucking psyched about Whoa. this one. Wow. Hello, I can't help it. No. Potty no, mouth. I'm excited too. Isn't that something? <laughs> y'all just, yeah. just calm down. One of our very first shorts that we ever did was uh, Blood Oath Pack number five. That's right. And just recently, the Blood Oath Pack number six came out and Marty and Rachel from the lounge picked us up a bottle, uh, picked up a bottle for themselves. Right. Uh, we actually tasted it first a little at their house, yes. but we didn't really put it through its paces and that's what yeah. we're going to do right Right now. Whiskey short. Yeah, we had some of theirs because it was there and we wanted people to climb mountains. And um, <laughs> But die. I will promise you that the flavor was lost. We do the, have the whiskey Sherpa here with us. And the scrumptious r- ribs that we had that night that Marty cut. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So my mm. mouth was full of barbecue and spice and uh, we had praying mantises on the table <laughs> as as party guests. It was a- Right, the fucking praying mantis. <laughs> it was this tiny little praying mantis. Was <laughs> like, hey, are you going to finish that? Yeah. yeah. Seriously, he jumped from like the plant in the middle of the table to the bottle of dark rye, yeah. basil Hayden that was there too mm-hmm. and then hey, I jumped hey, back to the plant it was all over the place that you, little guy can you mind if I uh, if I bite your head off when you're right. done so the um after, done after fucking I, you? I was just gonna say that damn it continue it so we um thank you uh, <laughs> Marty and Rachel had us over there Andres joined us yes and the, the dogs joined us too and they were there oh, right, they the were very dogs. very happy to see yeah. me yes uh, very familiar a little familiar <laughs> a little too familiar jack Hanna stopped by <laughs> jack Hanna stopped by with an eagle it was great a lemur so <laughs> it's terrific had the tan shirt on we had a great time that night it was one of the first things we've actually done out in public during covid we all were on the outside deck social mm-hmm. distancing so don't judge us <laughs> you judge mcjudges we, yeah. we had masks with us if we had to get close and it was in the summer in new jersey which we had low cases then yeah then we had actually you know a fan on to keep things from settling around us we, we did, did everything right we did. did the dog and the praying mantis wear masks they as did. well little tiny tiny praying mantis masks. <laughs> it was uh, adorable you should have seen it it was it had the like a little tiny BLM on it, but so I, the, um, I, I can't eat your head if I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> Only the female does that. We don't know if this was a female or a male. Right, we don't. Know. We didn't get that familiar with the no, prime right. bitches, man, bitches. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, so the um, <laughs> oh my god, what are we drinking? Oh, so the, um, <laughs> anyway, what's interesting about this blood oath that I know about, and Scott's going to give you the whole detail. Wait, did you not say it was blood oath? Well, I did say it was blood oath pack number six, but okay. I didn't say what was in it. So it's a masterful union of well-bred bourbons. It's a 14-year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they describe that as dark with oak, leather, and tobacco. Uh-huh. Uh, an eight-year, toasty, warm with cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg. And a seven-year, full of roasted caramel and honeyed raisins. Mm. Then they age all of that in ex-cognac casks. Right. For a finish that's all Kentucky heat with a wisp of creme brulee sweet. Wow. And I have to tell you, I do get cognac on the nose. That's the only thing I get on the nose, to be yeah. honest. That's all I can smell. Yeah, there's not much on the nose. So I'm definitely getting a little, like a little cognac nose. I mean, is there? Is, there's no rye in this. They're all bourbons. It has a rye smell to it, to me, anyway. Yeah, we don't know if they're high rye bourbons, so we don't mm, really know maybe. what they are. The stats on this, uh, the category, of course, it's a blended, finished bourbon, as all the blood oaths are. Uh, the mash bill is undisclosed. However... People speculate that they got some of this from Heaven Hills okay. stuff, and their mash bills are 
78% corn, 10% rye, and 12% malted barley. So that doesn't mean the whole thing is this, but at least one or two of the whiskeys that they have in this might be that. Maybe the eight-year is. Yeah, it's possible. Interesting. The uh, proof is 98.6. They describe it as a seven-year because they have to because seven-year is the youngest spirit right. in it. Um, do you want to taste it first or go over the tasting notes I have from Whiskey Jug? I, I think we're, well, let's taste it. Let's, uh, let's yeah, taste yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're cocky now to put our own notes out and then I like to see if we match them. Yeah, so none of us really got a lot on the nose, right? No, sweet cognac. Sweet cognac no, The, the, yeah. the, the, the nose spice. is very, very low. It didn't give off anything at all, really. Yeah, so uh, the tasting notes on the nose, I'll just do, since we didn't really get much except for cognac sweetness and spice. So right. on the nose, spice, rye bread, oak, leather, hazelnuts, pepper, orange zest, vanilla, floral with a touch of grape sweetness. So we got like two out of no, no, I nine just, of no, those. No, I mean, we said spicy. like I, And the grape sweetness. Oh my God. Did you taste it? No, let me do it. It's so fucking spicy. Woo! Mm-hmm. How is this so spicy for a bourbon? Yeah, see, I don't remember this at all. When we tasted it, I don't no. remember the spice at all. Yeah, it starts like, smooth, then it, it, the heat and the spice just keeps building on, on your tongue. Oh my God, that threw me for a loop, man. Yeah, that's really, really spicy. You're right. I mean, I don't even know what to compare it to. Oh, this is terrific. I know, it's right I up your alley. I fucking love this. I did not expect this at all. I expected more of the grapey sweetness of what I basically smelled on the nose, but the spice takes over. There's enough fire to it. So basically, it's like if you eat hot sauce and then drink whiskey, you get that. It, it, <laughs> like, it just magnifies the burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It is um, very alcohol on the finish. Yeah. 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 I put a little water in there and it really doesn't seem to have diminished the burn at all. Yeah. I need to do that as well. It, it, it doesn't come off as sweet right off the bat, but the heat just kind of like starts and stays with you. Yeah. I think I'm going to put it on a globe because... You're right, Gabe. All I'm tasting is spice right now. Yeah, I put a, a tiny splash of water into it, and it opened up a lot of sweetness and vanilla and toned down the pepperiness a little bit. Mm. See what it did there? I'm getting a little, like, citrus. Yeah, it does bring that forward. I, I like it a lot better with a little water or on a globe than I did neat. I'll have to I agree think with it you there. really, really benefits from a little bit of water. I, I, I like this a lot. I think I like it better than the pack number five. Yeah. That was the one finished in the rum barrels. Uh, we're huge fans of yes. rum finish. I, I have to tell you, it's t- I think the five might be a smidge more suited for me, and this one might be a smidge more suited for mm. you. you. You guys are loving this stuff. I mean, I, it's not horrible, but I think for the uh, the advertised blend and, and- And the price, you can say it. The price. Yeah, it's also very I, I'm, expensive. I'm not loving it. I'm, well, I'm really not. I felt the same way. That's fair. So I wanted to reboot it. That I think you should do a reboot too with a little kind of getting a little bit more water in it and think of it from approaching it from the way you would probably drink it because you're not going to drink this neat. I know you. I wouldn't drink this neat because there's a little too much fire in, in the finish. Scott may some days. I'm trying to decide. You know what? They are completely different drinks, neat and with some ice on it. It's not like- Completely different. It's not like it. it's similar, just a tiny bit, a little watered down nah, with extra flavors. Nah. They're different. Like there's so much more sweetness with the water in it. It was just okay with me, neat. I actually am starting to like it more and more on a rock. Yeah, well, now that I have a globe on there, the uh, the sweetness is coming forward. Uh, you said it's like a florally sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think with the actual temperature with the globe in there bringing it down, somehow the heat is diminished with the globe. No, yeah, of course. No, it yes. does make sense. It yeah. completely no, it makes, makes sense. It's great. You, you like to talk about how it takes a journey. Yeah. Th- this teleported <laughs> right, right to another and planet. What it shows, and the thing that's always been the strength of the Blood Oath franchise, is the complexity of the blend. So different whiskeys will come forward in different situations. So when it's neat, one of them is going to dominate on a globe. 
a different one with just some water, a different one. And so I think that that's what you get from a layered complex spirit like Blood Oath. Yeah, that could be what's happening here. On the palate, there's oak, spice, leather, nuts, cocoa, pepper, orange zest, caramel, and a touch of grape sweetness. Mm. The finish, he says, is medium, oak, grainy sweetness, and spice fading into brown sugar and peanuts. Yeah. I got the grain there. I, I just I came forward when you said that. There's an aftertaste, which isn't even the, I'm calling the finish. Okay. Like a leather aftertaste. Yeah, I can see that. On the palate, he does have leather in there. Yeah. So, And I don't necessarily love that. So what it does is it makes me keep wanting to drink more whiskey to get the- <laughs> That's not like you. The other flavors in there. <laughs> they make me drink more whiskey. So here's something I thought was interesting. He does the nose and the palate and the finish, but then he has an overall. And I thought the overall was very interesting, especially since what we just said, it's sort of the opposite of what we had okay. determined. So he says, overall, the nose is my favorite part of this whiskey. Hmm, interesting. Which we sort of yeah, found very was, flat. There was very little nose. And he says, the palate is good, but it feels like a muted version of the aroma and doesn't come through as richly. And we had the complete opposite experience. Yeah, that's interesting. And the finish ends up turning into mostly cloying sweetness, which is, again, the opposite of what we're saying. No, it's very spicy and oaky on the so, And then he says, not bad, but I like pack five more. <laughs> And, you know, he could be more wired for me than you. And um, and like I said, everybody understands that the three of us are in this room and it's going to hit each of us differently. And here's the thing. It's $100. I would like it better at 65 to be honest. Yeah. But they make a big deal out of it. It comes in an amazing wood box packaging. You know, they kind of hype it. And uh, the, well, I think it's a little higher than it could be, like 20 yeah. bucks more than yeah. it should be. But, I mean, you know. I mean, but I, I actually think that that's a version of premium pricing. You know, you take $40 jeans you, and you charge $90 for them and then people want them. Yeah. So I think in a way, if Blood Oath came in at like $62, people are like, oh, I don't want to get one. Well, it's not that good anymore. Like, Yeah, it's a I, prestige I, thing. Yeah, so yeah. I think that it's a smart marketing ploy by Blood Oath because- they know that aficionados are going to like to try it because it is a nice crafted whiskey. Yeah. But a lot of the uh, fly-by-nighters are like, oh, this was, I got a I got the blood oath. You should come over. Like, I spent $100. $100. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, like, yeah. in a way, they kind of capture both sides of the equation. Mm-hmm. And then you get the $30 guys who are never going to buy it anyway. So no. it doesn't matter if it's $79 or $99 because they're not going to buy it. Yeah. They're a prestige brand with their wood boxes and the. Yeah. The, it does come in a nice box. Know. The so, box is worth $10, bucks, I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it really probably is. Right. Why isn't it? Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, it, right. So that takes to $89 right there. Yeah. And now we're just splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on our first blood oath yeah. that we did, it was one of our first ones. It, it was like an eight minute, super short, short. Right, this is what we thought. That's what we we're going to do yeah, for quick taste. Right. We thought they were actually going to be quick. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's see where we're at right now. We're at 20 minutes right now. There you go. Um, we'll, we'll, and it, it'll be 15. It'll edit it down to 15. But yeah. what I did was this time, uh, since we might not do another one again, because we've done two, who knows if we're going to do right. number seven. I looked up the history of a blood oath. Like, right. What is it? And like, where did it come from? And yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Gabe is miming the, the thing that you've seen in movies where somebody takes a knife and they just slice their fucking hand. Right. And the other guy takes a knife and slices his fucking hand and they shake on it and they like mingle their blood together and i didn't find a whole lot but what i did find i thought was pretty interesting so two men related or not swear loyalty to each other by swearing a blood oath of varying degrees of mutilation (laughs) (laughs) usually by each man making a small cut on the finger hand or forearm then pressing together the cuts with the idea being that each person's blood now flows through the other's veins. Now you have hepatitis too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not recommended right now. 
Oh my God, my wrist has COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Thus providing a heightened symbolic sense of attachment. So uh, this is all like ancient stuff, right? So the ancient Scandinavians would cut themselves enough so that the blood can be seen to be flowing onto the ground. And then they duck together under an arch formed by a strip of turf torn from that ground and then propped up by two spears. That was their blood oath. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah. The Greek historian Herodotus described how the Scythians would cut themselves and drip their blood into a chalice of wine and then drink it together. Yeah, I've heard that. Which is said to have given rise to the later tradition of drinking wine while intertwining your arms. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So if you intertwine your arms and you drink your own drink. Yeah. Like a wedding vow. Yeah, exactly. Just between yeah. dudes. Honey, right, right, right. You can do that now, though. <laughs> the Greeks were definitely hexo-flexible with their sexuality. <laughs> hexo? Hexo-flexible? I think I saw an infomercial that, that last night. Flex- Come buy a tube of hexo-flexible. <laughs> <laughs> it bonds on anything instantaneously. Dangerous Order now and get a ShamWow. <laughs> ShamWow. Holy shit. Um, Ed, what are you looking up? I wanted to see if I could find out what the word I was trying to find, but I can't. Oh. Hexo-flexible. <laughs> So flexible. I think it's a thing. Hetero flexible? No. Homo flexible? No. Sexo flexible? Mm. Gender fluid? <laughs> no. Oh. It doesn't seem to be coming up as a word. <laughs> you just completely made it up. Oh, heteroflexible. Okay. Was first developed to describe primarily heterosexual persons who occasionally enjoyed hooking up with members of the same sex. Oh, so that's what you meant. The Greeks were, hey, every now and then a weekend right. with some soldier buddies. Sure. You know, let's cross the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's start a fire. Cross swords. So heteroflexible is what I was looking for. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. I will edit that together and it'll sound amazing. So, um, <laughs> or you could cut it. I, I might, okay. but I still have some more. In the ninth century, the leaders of the seven Hungarian tribes swore an oath to be loyal to each other by drinking each other's blood without diluting it in wine. They just drank the damn blood, binding their descendants such that whoever would break the oath would be forever cursed. It's considered to be the first unwritten constitution of the nation of Hungary. Oh, interesting. Vampirism. In the Bible, Gabe, you'll be interested in this, altar boy that you were. (laughs) Gabe. Gabe. God gave yeah, Abraham same thing. <laughs> yes. God gave Abraham some promises and sealed it with a blood oath of his own. Go on, my son. Instructing Abraham to find and kill a heifer, a ram, a goat, a dove, and a pigeon, and lay the pieces in two rows, leaving a path through the center through which he would walk. This type of blood oath was apparently actually done in royal land grant treaties at the time in order to seal promises made, implying that the fate of the animals would become the fate of whoever failed to live up to their end of the agreement. Well, this is what we did for my wedding. <laughs> oh, shit. That specific blood oath was between God and Abraham, and it was known as the Abrahamic Covenant, but Mm. there was also a Mosaic Covenant, named after Moses, in which the blood of animals could be used to atone for the sins of people. However, taking the life of an animal doesn't remove the sin, rather it was a temporary appeasement until the final, ultimate blood oath that was made by Jesus Christ himself. You were an all in on this one. <laughs> I really Jeez. did. Holy crap. Getting all biblical if you guys shit. are still out there. Literally fuck. holy crap. Fire and brimstone coming your way for the blood oath. <laughs> Dogs and cats sleeping together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> Well, this has been an interesting quick taste, and nothing quick about it, by the way, of Blood Oath, number six, and it was finished in cognac, and it's there. I got it a lot more when I was on the globe than I did neat, I'll be honest. Scott likes it neat. 
Gabe's not sure either way. He's like, mm. he goes for $50. Yeah, $100. I'm out. I don't need this in my life. I'll go find something else for $100. And I can't hate people who say that as well. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, thanks for listening and joining us today. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Gabe. And to those out there, whatever you're sipping on, cheers. Later. Later.